This is I Want to Praise You with your host, Darren Flores. So either get beside me or Satan get behind me. You love to point out all the wrongs, right? That's a day job, that's a long night, but it's your life. What's the point that I'm missing? Tell me the point of your mission. Now I don't know why you so cold. I saw you roll by with your road eyes. You look right through me and my whole life, but it's all good though. God still love me like I'm kinfolk. I don't break, but I might bend though. Forget my sins, Lord. I don't think I like your religion. Make the best decisions mm. Not saying you don't have good intentions I know that you are only human But you blame your God When it's your own fault Where is the love That your God spoke of You got nothing to do with that 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 That's what you were told Let's just be honest You didn't even take the time to find it yourself Took their words to be true To find you in another life So we could fall again 
be the way we were when we first began Like the first time that I ever saw you smile I want that feeling again Let's be the way we were when we first began Yes, we've got something special Let's hope Hold on and don't let go And I'll never find another You and this I know If I die I hope to find you in another life So we could fall When we first begin When we first begin When we first begin When we first begin If I die I hope to find you in another life So we could fall When we first begin The first time that I ever saw you smile Give me that feeling again Let's be the way we were when we first began success that we have experienced together would not be possible without my wife leading the way. So, thank you for holding a brother down. Appreciate you. And then find that one that just stands all the way out that makes you go like, wait a minute. Like, I have not experienced this. So after being together for a lot of years now, we still have a good time together. We still enjoy each other's time. Yeah. And we actually like each other. First Began is about my dad um, falling in love with my mom and stuff. Welcome to another edition of I Want to Praise You. This is a special edition, Memorial Day weekend edition. Let's see, Jeff Giant, Halloran Hill, and Dr. Milton Brown, of course, with yours truly, Darren Florence. Now, this is a very special edition because it's about wisdom. Our resident wisdom guru, Halloran Hill, is our special guest for the entire show. And so with that being said, we're going to be talking about the who, the what, the when, the where, all about wisdom and where it comes from. 
How? What's going on? Man, what an honor it is to be with you, my 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 friend, my brother, my collaborator, uh, my coach. <laughs> man, I love you, bro, and, and thanks for letting me be with Listen, you Listen, man, you know, we go way back like Cadillac seats, so, you know, this is really a walk in the park for us. I love to do this at least once or twice a year where we just sit down and chop it up and uh, get into the nuts and bolts about wisdom. Can I be honest? Sometimes I don't understand. Why do you let me fall when the world is in your hand? You could stop it all if you wanted to, but you don't.
Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are the two books in the Bible where Solomon actually is the author and wrote those books and it's the story of his life. And yeah, so, so, so wisdom is, is such, a, such a curious thing. Um, King Solomon and his father are given a lot of real estate in, in the Bible. Uh, the book of Psalms, some consider that wisdom literature. Solomon, his pen is attributed to Song of Solomon, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, and then some portions of, of the book of Job are considered wisdom literature as well. Where it started for me, though, was, you know, Friday night. Couldn't watch television. I could listen to the radio. I could read books. And I remember reading the story of the life of Solomon. He is roughly 13 or 14 years old when his father hands him the keys to the kingdom. It is a bloody Game of Thrones uh, story of how he became king of Israel. Jojo, come help me do this one right here. Peace of mind 
Technology and the Lord and the devil have gotten together and have put me in a quagmire. But you know what? The Lord always wins, and that's why we getting it in right now. Play, what's going on, man? Oh, brother, brother, just doing it, just doing it. I'm moving, I'm moving around, I'm moving things around, moving things around in my life. Did I tell you my daughter's graduate this weekend? Congratulations! Yes. I saw that on social media. Tell my 
Nisa said, uh, congratulations, and I'm proud of her. Well done, well done. Yes, sir. And so this week on the show, we got our resident wisdom guru, our Ed Bradley Halloran, talking about Solomon and Ecclesiastes and Proverbs. What say you about wisdom? Oh, man. Everybody don't have wisdom. Okay, let's just make that known. Now, some people are smart. Some people are intelligent. But some people just don't have wisdom. That's right. Wisdom is an understanding of me. And the wisdom comes from a higher being. And so it's not it's being smart and being intelligent. But wisdom is different from all that. Well, when you wisdom, you got a lot going in. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, what we're talking about is that understanding and that relationship with God that is all knowing and powerful and wise. And if you connected with him, that's the smartest move you can make in the first place. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Look at look at look at all these smart people. We had a we had a, a smart a president four years ago. Uh, four oh, years old. Wow. Right. Wow. Smart. He thought he was so smart. Wow. He was so smart that he just ended up being so dumb. No wisdom. No wisdom. No wisdom and understanding for nobody but himself. Yeah, so, he, you know, that's a very good example of somebody that think they're smart. And they still trying to prove no that wisdom. that insurrection didn't even happen. Like, oh, that was, they were just trying to, you know, they were sightseeing. <laughs> we weren't. <laughs> Wide open, they climbing in the walls. They, they climbing all up on this wisdom. place. No, well, no wisdom. None of them folk in that whole thing. Insurrection had wisdom. It's crazy, man. No Play, we about to get back to this music and back to this conversation. I gotta go celebrate my birthday. It's a great week. Happy Memorial Day weekend, man. We out here doing it, boy. Keep that wisdom, baby. Already, man. I
question. Yes, sir. One, one quick question now. I don't know if everybody else knows, but David is Solomon's father, correct? Right. So King David. King, okay, King good. David good. is is Solomon's father, and King David I had I think had about nineteen sons that he claimed. Right. Uh, Solomon was one of four sons that was born to Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. So, so Bathsheba was the woman that David saw bathing. It was the wife mm-hmm. of his number one general. Player move, and yeah, player move. Since her player move, right? There, I gotta say that man. Uh, he gets killed, and the way that David decided to cover the murder or the 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 setup of this general was to act like. He was taking her in to cover her as a tribute to this general. When in act, in actuality, he had stolen uh, this man's wife, and so Solomon is born out of that union. Low down, dirty with it, just disrespectful with it. So he's thirteen or fourteen when he becomes king, and you know, in, in the book of First Kings, I think it is. Um, you find the story of Solomon gaining wisdom. And here's what happened, Darren, that was that was so powerful to me and for me. Yeah, yeah. I know your eyes in the morning sun. I feel you touch me in the pouring rain. Wanna feel my arms again and you come to me on a summer breeze, keep me warm in your love, then you soft let me and it's me Cause we live in a world of fools. 
Here he is, and he's handed the keys to the kingdom, and he's just 13 or 14. Think of yourself at 13 Mm. or 14. I don't care if your daddy is a NASCAR driver and you rode in the car with him. If you've never driven the car, it ain't the same thing. And so he has a kingdom to lead at 13 or 14, and he doesn't know what to do. And so he goes up to a high place at Gibeon, and he offers a thousand, some say a thousand sacrifices. Other scholars say this was the place of a thousand sacrifices. But he offers a furious round of sacrifices on the altar, and God showed up. So the the wisdom comes after the worship, and God shows up and says, if you're willing to worship that hard, what is it you want? And Solomon says, I have an assignment in front of me that's bigger than what's inside of me. I need wisdom, or the Hebrew word for wisdom is chakma. It means skill. One writer said it is the skill to accomplish. One writer said it is the mannered, calculated use of one's skill in the attainment of success. And God said, you don't want a Bentley? You, you don't want a mansion? No, you don't want a ball? Let me do this part. You don't want women, wine, song, fame. That's what that's what everybody wants. And he chose wisdom. Now, you told me something that I did not know. How young he was. Because I thought he was a little bit older, you know, just, just off top of just thinking about the story. So that was an interesting dynamic to the story that he was a teenager he was not even a teenager he was a, a pre-youth maybe i don't know how you would category his age but he was a very young man as i start worrying worrying how the story ends when i let go when i let god i let god have his way That's when things start happening When I stopped looking at back then When I let go and I let God I let God have his way This is true I couldn't seem to fall asleep There was so much on my mind I was searching for that peace But the peace I could not find Oh, So then I knelt down to pray I was praying, help me please Then he said, you don't have to cry 
Cause I'll supply all your needs As soon as I start worrying Worrying how the story When I let go and I let God I let God have his way That's when things start happening I stop looking at my thing When I let go and I let go I let go So just do it Just let go And let go Let go And let go Let go And let go Oh, let go and let God just let go. And let God let go. And let God oh let go. And just let God oh let go. Rest of the walls, y'all help me right here. And let God stay right there. Just let go, come on, pop. And let go. Let go, let go, let go, let go, let go, let go, you gotta let God, oh my brother, you gotta let go, and let God, you can't handle it on your own, you gotta let go, and let God, oh, God, you better let go and let God. Oh, my sister, let go and let God. Well, there's that bad job you don't like. Yeah. What's that boy that won't act right? Oh, you gotta let go and let God. Oh, let go. You gotta let God. Yeah. Oh, let go and let God. You gotta believe him. Oh, believe him. Oh, believe him. Because he cares and he loves you. And he wants to see you win. And he wants to see you win. You gotta let go. And let God, you gotta let go And let God, you can't handle it You gotta let God, take your hands off of it And let God be God, cause you tried it already On your own, and you couldn't make it But God, he can handle it Yes he can Your ugliest things yeah. Your ugliest things Let go And let God Let go Let go Just as soon as I stop worrying 
worrying how the story I will. I let go and I let God. You can have your way in my life. Let God have His way. I'll lay it all down for That's you, Jesus. And I'll give you every part of me. I'll stop looking at me. I'll let go. I let go when I go. Let him have his way. I let God have his way. Y'all make some noise for the Walls group. So God says, because you asked for the power to accomplish what I assigned you to, not only am I going to give you the wisdom that you need, the skill to accomplish what's in front of you, but I'm also going to give you everything else you could ever want. And I remember feeling so many times in my life that what was in front of me was bigger than what was inside of me and that I needed I needed something supernatural. And so God said, now I give you wisdom. And instantly, Solomon had all of the wisdom, the skill to accomplish that he needed. And wisdom, there are two levels of wisdom. And and as we unpack this today, I want to tell you about the two different levels of wisdom that I've discovered. Okay. So, two different different levels of wisdom. There is... Um, so this is my definition of wisdom. Wisdom is highly developed skill, skill and insight. Insight is a deep intuitive understanding of people and situations. Highly developed skill and insight applied at the right time to produce the right result for all the right reasons. When a person has wisdom, they have the skill to accomplish but they also know what to do with their skill. It makes no difference if you got the meanest crossover in the world if you don't know when to use it. So, so having that insight. And so there are two levels of wisdom. One is the level of pure skill. It is the stuff of 10,000 hours. The reason you're good at what you do is you've been doing it for a long time and consistently. And you put in 10,000 hours and you will start to achieve a level of expertise. That is wisdom, skill on demand that can be applied to produce a result. It's active knowledge that works to accomplish something that you earned by working hard, by refining. But then level two wisdom is something that you can't earn. It's based on signal strength. In other words, you, you, you have a phone, and right there in the corner of the phone, it tells you how strong the signal is. And if the, if the signal is strong enough, you have almost a magical superpower. If George Washington Carver walked up to you and saw this beautiful piece of glass in your hand called an iPhone, and you looked at him and said, I can tell you what the temperature is in California right now, and I can show you someone standing in California right now, He would think you had magical powers. No, you don't have magical powers. You are connected to a network that allows you to download what you need instantaneously and you don't possess it. You're just connected to it. And when when we come into right relationship with God, 
he gives us the 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 username and password that unlocks a, a connection where he can download information because he has more wisdom than we could ever contain. And that is the most important wisdom, this godly wisdom that's based on connection, not connection. Now that reminds me how when I was about the same age as Solomon and my grandmother, Sister Elizabeth Rice, I know you know her, She broke me down on my knees and told me what the information highway was long before it was invented. He said, she said, son, the information highway is prayer. So it's ironic that that same lesson that my grandmother gave me is the same lesson that you're talking about now and the same lesson that Solomon had to learn. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Moss. I have so many friends that I know Why you took them away, left me here, I'm not clear whoa, whoa. I guess I have more to do And you have more assignments for me to complete I still can't believe That you'd want to use me Cause I often fall down And I'm so imperfect but you still love me when I don't deserve it. Oh, it could have been me. Stand on. But you never left me all alone. And I'll never be able to repay you for all you've done. Hey, you didn't have to do it, but you still did. Take an eternity yeah. 
something really interesting in Solomon's life because he was so flawed as a human being and and I guess the fact that he was flawed as a human being really highlights the fact that the wisdom wasn't his it was God's and God was using him as a vessel for wisdom because if you look at his life he's coronated at king around 14 he spends the first seven years of his reign doing his assignment, which was to build a temple to the one true God. His whole life was dedicated to building God's house. In fact, this was so sacred that at the end of building God's house, he was supposed to kill all of the workers so that no other temple could be built like it. Wow. He, he was supposed to get rid of all of the workers and the and the and Solomon's temple was built in total silence. They didn't cut any stone, they didn't they didn't mill anything on the on the site of the temple. It was it was done in reverence and in silence. He did not kill the workers. He retained the workers because he had hired people from all over the region that were specialists with wood and gold and all of this other stuff. And he used those people to build his palace. The rule was, like in the city of D.C., no building can be taller than the capital. No building could be taller than the temple. So he decided to make a palace for himself that was wider than the temple. So it was bigger, just not taller. And he used those workers that had worked on the temple to build his palace. And you see a, a you see a split in his life, Darren. As long as he was building God's house, he was successful. But when he took wow. his skill and started focusing on building his house, the truth we find out is that when you try to make your house bigger than God's house, you fail. So first of all, you know, obviously that's a no-no. But for me to break it down in, you know, layman terms, Solomon was a baller. <laughs> he was not just a wise person. I mean, obviously the materials from the from the temple alone, the gold, the marble, the uh, the silk, all the precious jewels that he used. I'm quite sure he did that in his home and. And while he was choosing wives, I mean, he, he lived a lavish life. And I know we're going to get to that. I feel like we on that, getting to that part of the story. If God took me away today, I pray I did everything I could to honor you. When I open my eyes, there's joy each day What a blessing, I'm waking up next to you Your kisses are a sweet surprise Still can't believe you're in my life The impossible is possible because of you I will love you Past for 
Someone else special as you It's hard to believe Like a wonder how you be Having you and me I will do the things I need to do Whatever it takes to prove to you That I'm never leaving your side You never have to question Just know Intoxicating about power, anything, right? Anything, right. When when a when a person gets a lot of power and wealth, um, it does something to them. Uh, the famed uh, manager Shep Gordon said, "I've never met a person that fame hasn't damaged." And he and he and he's watched all of these super successful people just be damaged by the distortion that fame, power. And success brings my my research and study on Solomon brought me to this the to this notion and he talks a lot about this in Ecclesiastes at, at one point he's so smart he could talk to animals he literally understood nature they said that he had an air force made of eagles so they said that he had a magic carpet and people say how could you have a magic par- carpet Look at the drones and look at the airplanes that we have today. There's nothing new under the sun. He had a magic carpet that he would fly on. There's all this different stuff. But Solomon was trying, everybody's worshiping him. They're coming from all over the world to see his wealth, the richest, wisest king to ever live. And God is the one who said he was the wisest. 
And he, he gets to a point in his journey where he's like, why do I need God? Why does God get to share the credit with, with me? So he tries to figure out how to outsmart God. He really, he really thinks he's hot stuff. This man was given a command. He said, look, here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to worship other gods. Okay, I got my hand on you, just don't worship other gods. He said, for that reason, I don't want you to marry women that are going to turn your heart toward other gods. And lo and behold, that's what he that's does. That's his failure. That's what he does. His Achilles heel right there. I remember that reading it. This guy had 700 wives. wives. And, and 300, 300 concubines. Concubines <laughs> or sex slaves.
that I want You know that you're the only one that I need The one that I need The one that I need Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just let that marinate for one second because living in Atlanta, Georgia, around all these entertainers, athletes, and movie stars, I have never seen decadence at that level. I mean, 700 wives and 300 concubines, you cannot even be with all of your people. If, you, you, let me let me take it even deeper for you. This this is what blew my mind. This is what blew my mind. Here's what blew my mind. Let's just talk about the concubines for just a moment. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about the wives. We talking about the side piece. Huh? Darren, listen listen to your boy. Three hundred concubines that came in model 
years. You have to understand no. what I'm saying to you. I'm saying that, okay, that's the 2021 Porsche 911 GT3. That's for 2021. They came out with a new one. That's the new Escalade. That That's the new Range Rover. That's the new whale tail uh, $13 million Rolls Royce. That's this year. Next year, we're going to come out with the 2022. He would get a fresh 300 every year. They would get rid of last year's no. models hold on, and hold on, present- I did not know that you telling me he would get a fresh 300 every year they would give him a fresh 300 every year and these 300 would have been trained would have been trained in the sexual arts so these weren't oh, just wow. concu- concubines these are these are people who were trained in pleasure at the <laughs> highest level Oh my goodness! Mm, mm, mm. Amazing. Every year, a whole nother fresh set, and not to mention that he gets a set of wives every time he does a business deal with other countries. I have no words because the things that he did in his life, and that was, that was, as a young man. As he gets older, you know the story changes. I'm going to let you go ahead and do your thing because you got my attention now. It's amazing. <laughs> so, look, we might need two shows to do this, Hal, because now we only, we ain't even halfway through the story. So, look, so Solomon tries everything. He has unlimited, it's kind of like that movie. What's that movie with Bradley Cooper where he takes that pill and it just makes him super smart? Oh, man, what's the name of that movie? Anyway, he has access to... There was nothing that he thought of that he couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to hear what I just said to you. There was nothing he thought of that he couldn't do. He thought that do. he was a Marvel superhero. Let me break it down. <laughs> he had yes, all wisdom. Okay. And in the midst of all of that, And by the way, here's another little factoid about King Solomon that will blow your mind. Imagine having all the wisdom in the world. Maybe the first thing you would do is try to figure out how to live a long, long time. Solomon, Solomon, like his father, dies around the age of 60. Wow. He doesn't even make it to 65 years of age. We're living longer than he did back then. What happened? So life, so life See, wisdom without purpose is poison. Remember on the front end, he was given an assignment by God and God gave him the wisdom on purpose for purpose. That's why he gives you wisdom. That's why you become really good at something. You you develop the earned wisdom and then you connect to the godly wisdom for a greater purpose. It's not about makes you. Makes total sense. Make total it's not sense. about you. It's because about wisdom, you. because wisdom can turn on you. Here's what he said in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Very, very, very familiar uh, passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct. 
Here's a guy who had gotten to the point where he didn't acknowledge God in all his ways. He's like, I got this now. I think I get it. And he's saying to you, that wasn't the right way to do it. If you go to Proverbs 1, 7, where it all begins, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, This one theologian says, it's the best part. This one theologian told me that God is to wisdom as the ABCs are to books. If you, if you know the ABCs, you can read any book you want. But if you don't know the ABCs, you can't read any books at all. So if you know God, if you know God, that's what opens up to you everything you could or should learn. He gets to the end of Ecclesiastes after he tells you the story of chasing after money and fame and wisdom and all of this stuff for himself. Remember, he starts out unselfish and he ends up selfish. And at the end of Ecclesiastes, he says, here is the whole matter. Here is the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God or reverence God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. This is what the wisest man to ever live, the greatest wisdom you could ever have is trust in God. It doesn't get bigger than that. Now, I got a question. Now, when I was about 16, being bad and being daring, (laughs) my dad pulled me to the side and said, son, I want you to read the book of Proverbs. And I was like, man, I'm not trying to read no Bible right now. I'm trying to go hang out with Dave and Zach and my boys. And we about to go do what we do. And so um, he said, read one chapter a day for 30 days. It's 31 chapters. By the end of the month, you should be finished. And I had did something that I'm not supposed to. And uh, so I didn't have no choice. <laughs> this was a dictatorship at the time. And so I started reading and I started learning stuff about, you know, a time to live, a time to die, a lot time to laugh, a time to cry. And I started talking about young men in Proverbs and what they should be doing if you're hanging around certain people and everything that I need. It's like a Swiss army knife for life. And, um, once I finished Proverbs, I went ahead and read Ecclesiastes because now it's the story that you're telling about Solomon. And what I learned after Solomon did all of these supernatural, wonderful things and crazy things, and he said, other than what you just said, he said, the only thing that you could do on this earth basically is serve God love your family before you die and that was the end of Ecclesiastes serve God love your family and die so is that basically in in conjunction with what you're saying yeah so so (laughs) it's really interesting Uh, two things there first of all let's talk about the book of Proverbs and how it's designed and what it was for um so Proverbs is a learning technology. It is, it's an educational platform. So what happened was 
<laughs> Solomon, Solomon was the first of the Israeli kings to bring in outside influences into Israel. So if somebody was good at banking and they were over in another place, bring it, the Phoenicians were great at going to sea and, and trade. So he did deals with the Phoenicians when it came to trade. These people over here were great with materials and, and they were great with that. So he brought them in. He was the first uh, king to get rid of standing armies and then brought in a, an exciting new technology called chariots created special forces so he could move his armies around faster than everybody else so he's bringing in outside influences and he was trying to figure out a way to keep the young men in particular in his royal court he was trying to make sure that they were wise in the world and so what they would do is they would write these proverbs, these little pithy two-line or four-line quotes or these speeches or these poems that could be easily memorized and they would put a young man with an old man who'd been through something and that old man would literally teach them the proverbs as they were working together and they rhyme and they have a meter and they have all of that so in America we have different proverbs when I was in construction I worked next to an old carpenter and he would always say the carpenter's rule he said it ten times a day measure twice cut once measure right. twice cut once there is the tailors or the seamstress rule a stitch in time saves nine right so so the Proverbs were meant to be memorized so that you would have the software for managing yourself as you're being bombarded by all these different influences. So because, because you have to realize that this was not a literate society. So you didn't have paper, you didn't have writing. People shared things in an oral tradition. And so what people would do is they were literally rapping. What's up, Tiny Desk? It's good to be back with you. Uh, today we're going to do it a little different. Of course, we're at home, but we're going to bring some gospel to Tiny Desk today from my album, Gospel According to PJ. I brought some guests with me. I got Daryl Walls and Zacardi Cortez to help me with this one right here. Let's go.
Spoken word. Oh, oh, hold it, how did, did we have? We have. We have another breakthrough here because only black people do this. <laughs> Proving again that the smartest man on earth was a brother, <laughs> and this has and, and 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 Africans, you know, they recite through oracle, or you know, from a oracle way, or just orally, and so. Th- when you go back and look at African history or world history as we know it, that is an African technique. It very much is. And in fact, I started collecting the book the books of proverbs from around the world. So I have a I have this right. huge collection of books that are proverbs from all the different countries of the world. I have a book of African proverbs and in fact, uh, as a quick sidebar, there is one. There's an argument about one part of the proverbs because um, there was um, there was an Egyptian. I think his name was Aminamope, and he had written he had written some proverbs. And there, if if I line them up side by side, this one particular chapter in Proverbs and the instructions of Aminamope, I believe. Double check me on that. They almost read word for word, and. So 
that was going on. So this was a technology. So there's that. But then on this other side, in Ecclesiastes, and 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 man, I, I'm sorry, I'm just rattling on, but you you hit my. Uh, I know, I know, we we I knew this was going to happen, but we got to do it. We got to get through this, man. If we got to do a part two. <laughs> but man, I I get so excited about this because I spent so many years studying it, and it just it comes out. Uh, so he, so let me tell you how he winds up where he is in Ecclesiastes. Why he reduces it to this. Um. What he was, what he came to understand was that the greatest wisdom was trust. That that was the greatest wisdom was trust. He came to realize the burden of being wise. Y- your mind never settles down. You're you're not present any time. You're just you're just all over the road. And when you read Ecclesiastes, he says, "Vanity, vanity, it's all vanity." Um, And what happens is, as you are in the pursuit of something else, and this is for everybody who believes that there needs to be something bigger or better, there's something around the next corner, and, and your life feels vacant because you're never there, because you're always looking around the corner for what's next, that you never enjoy the current moment. He had spent his life that way. I got to build a bigger house. I got to I got to have more sex. I got to have more parties. I got to have more wisdom. I got to have more. And he was missing the moments of his life. And, mm. and 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 it's illustrated here in the 5th chapter of Ecclesiastes. I'll just shoot this to you. It was it was incredible. Verse 18. Um Solomon says, "Behold what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun the few days of his life that God has given him. For this is his lot. Listen to this, verse 19. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and, and this is key, power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is the gift of God. Verse 20, key, key. For he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps his heart occupied with joy. Then he goes on to say, there's an evil that I've seen under the sun that it lies heavy on mankind, a man to whom God gives wealth possessions and honor so that he lacks nothing and yet God does not give him the power to enjoy them wow he knew exactly what it was like to have everything and have nothing he couldn't be present he couldn't enjoy a great dinner with his wife and his kids he couldn't enjoy a great conversation he he had everything and by the way he is acknowledging i didn't do anything the wealth the power it's a gift from god the work that i have to do on a daily basis this thing that i've been called to do stop looking at other people stop looking at what everybody else is doing this is what has been given to you by a loving god lose yourself in it and then celebrate life with the people that you love and if you have the power to enjoy what God gave you. That's the real power. And that power comes from God. But we keep chasing the stuff and we get the stuff and we don't even have the power to enjoy it. 
have been where I've been And I hear you say Someone, my Lord, I need 
true I can always find it in you, Jesus The ordinary just won't do I Gotta have a touch from you I can always find it in you, Jesus I can gets old <laughs> first of all secondly <laughs> Solomon doesn't seem like he was that wise at the end of the day man <laughs> he did not listen he did not use the wisdom that God gave him how I mean how could you be that smart and be deemed the wisest person on earth and it took a whole lifetime for you to figure it out just just questions, things that make you say, hmm, like the Arsenio Hall show. So I asked the question, what, was he the wisest man to ever live? So what I want to say to everybody listening is that wisdom is a great thing to be desired. It really is. Having the ability to accomplish something is unbelievable. Knowledge is not wisdom. Knowledge is not wisdom. Wisdom is knowing what to do with knowledge. And it only has power when it has purpose. That, that, that's the whole difference. But every single person listening to us right now, every single person listening to us right now, has the opportunity to be wiser than Solomon. With one word, one, trust. In Ecclesiastes, here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Smack dab in the middle of the book of Proverbs at the very beginning, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not 
to your own. This is the wisest man in the world ever in the history of ever saying ever ever. He's saying lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. In other words, make sure that that connection is the signal is strong. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct. Your path. And then he comes around and says, You know what? You got one life to live this time around. You need to enjoy your life and enjoy your work. And if God gives you the ability to enjoy both, you will be so occupied with joy that the fear and anxiety doesn't have a place to rest because your mind is full of the joy of the Lord. Wow. And every person listen, listening to me, every person listening to me has the capacity to trust. And if you have the capacity to trust God, that means you can go online with divine wisdom and stop bumping your head trying to use your own. Wow, it's really simple, man. At the end of the day, numbers never lie. And uh, it doesn't take much, you know, less is more. And as I get older, that's what I'm starting to realize, that less is more. And the fact that uh, that I could be wiser than Solomon is like kind of throwing me off. I wasn't expecting that. And and, and it's, it's, it's about, for me, I think that Allen Iverson is one of the... NBA players that had had the most heart. Like I, I seen him stand up to Shaq and and slam slam dunk the ball on Shaquille O'Neal, which is seven twelve plus three hundred thousand pounds. And he and Allen Iverson Iverson is just a small young cat, but his heart was so big. And I believe that that's what Solomon was missing his heart. He didn't have that heart, he didn't have that ticker in his chest, Hal. He didn't have that desire to put the work in and be great. He just thought that he was supposed to be great because God blessed him. Am I right? Hear, hear me on this as we wrap. Solomon fell more in love with the wisdom and the women than he was in love with the God who gave him both. Mm. He was he was more enthralled with the creation, not the creator. That that that's the whole point. So so when we talk about wisdom being a beautiful thing, I keep going back to the fact that it has to have a purpose. Like you just being smarter, you just having more wisdom, that's not it. If it doesn't lead you to a place where you trust God more, you miss the whole thing. The whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle is loving and trusting God. When when you are in that connected relationship, then the possibilities are unlimited. They really are. And 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 it's about three things. Number 1, Reverence, a return to reverence. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Making God the center of everything and not you. Reverence. Relationships. Improving all of your relationships so that you serve and love well. And Proverbs and Ecclesiastes speak to this. 
and then results, getting better results in your life. When you start to feed on the wisdom that is there, and it's wisdom for life in Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, if you look at the stuff, that the instructions that are there, you'll get better results in your life. And, 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 that's, and the thing is, that's what God wants for you. He doesn't want you to be wise. He wants you to be his. The wisdom isn't the goal. The wisdom is just a tool that you're using to serve other people and move you closer to a deeper trust relationship with God. And so with that being said, sense is not common, but it's a great need for common sense. I know a lot of people that that are smart that are not wise, but a wise man trusts God. And so um, just because... You have degrees and you're a doctor and you're an attorney, you put all this work in. When you're in that box, it doesn't matter no more. It's what you, what was inside of your chest, which, what your legacy was, what you left on this earth. You know, things you can't take to the, the great ever after. Only what you did or only what you do for Christ is going to what? How? All right, man. <clears throat> That's it, man. So we're going to keep it simple on the wisdom journey, on the wisdom, on the wisdom. Uh, I don't even know how to say this, but we're going to keep it real simple as we talk about wisdom on this podcast today. I appreciate your time, Hal. This is why every week we have another reason to praise because Halloran is our resident wisdom guru. I love this, but he's like a brother to me. And anytime I have questions about Ecclesiastes and Proverbs, he is the go-to man and makes it simple so we can understand it like that, man. I appreciate you so much. Man, I got mad love for you, uh, D, and I'm always here for you, man. I always... Uh excited and delighted to serve and to help you walk in in your purpose and your calling what you do is blessing the world bro I appreciate you man for Halloran Hill comedian Jeff Giant Dr. Milton Brown look my squad is deep we come from Oakwood Academy and we for life and we don't ever ever do nothing else but love each other Thank you for joining us for another edition of I Want to Praise You. We'll see you next week. How? You got one more thing to say before we get out of here? You can be wise the minute you decide to trust God. Keep it simple. Trust is the foundation of wisdom. And we out. Like I do each and every week around this time, I 